Welcome to Next Question, a podcast by White's Chapel. This is a podcast created by you, for you. You submit a question, and pastors and church staff do our best to answer them. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back. Our guest today is one of my uh, good friends, Reverend Zach Stiefel. Zach, tell the people what you do. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, hey, y'all. My name is Zach. I am a pastor in Mansfield at a church called Community of Hope United Methodist Church. Community of Dope. Community of Dope. It's a good place. I've been there for just over two years, right about two and a half years. Started July of 2020, which it's a super fun time to start at a new (laughs) church. You know. But that's okay. My roots actually started here at White Chapel, though. I grew up in this church. I think my family started coming in like '92. So, oh, really? That really, far? Like John's first year? Yeah, John and I grew up together. Really, I don't know yeah. that he knows that, but <laughs> John and I grew up together. And I, through high school, I worked in the children's ministry, and I interned here. Through, One of the original rock stars. I was. I was. A part of the original rock. Were you really? Okay, let's go. I might have been generation two okay. now that I think about it, but I was I was up there. And then I interned through one of my summers in college and I came back as a student minister and then I spent one year doing pastoral care. Mm-hmm. So I, I spent a lot of time here. And I uh, took Zach's job when I started here. Zach yeah. was leaving the student ministry. I started- uh, I think literally the day of- And they were like- of, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Your last day was my first day, I think. Yeah. So. Good times. G- great times. <laughs> yeah. And then I got confused with you for quite a while. Well. <laughs> we were like. <laughs> if you if you make your hair curly, we kind of look similar. I know. I, yeah. I can see that. If I had blue eyes and you had curly hair, it'd be, we'd be similar looking. Yeah. Uh, well, Zach knows the premise. Uh, this is next question where we just go through questions that y'all submitted. Uh, I will tell you, Zach, uh, I put out on social media last night. Hey, what do you want me and Zach Stiefel to answer? And I got a lot of responses. So some of these are slightly targeted towards Zach. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I yeah, can't I, decide. Well, well, you'll find out. Okay. But okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so some of them, ha- but all of them have been submitted by different people in the congregation. So uh, are you ready? Well, I have a question. Yes. Is a part of this that I have to guess who asked it if it's pointed toward me? Uh, I like that. I like that. Will I be able to, do you think? Uh, I, I, yes. There's okay. a couple. There's a couple that for sure. You'll at least know generally perhaps what department here. <laughs> I love in. that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. We're just going to draw our first question. Zach has no idea what's coming. I don't know what's coming. Uh, okay. We're starting out easy. Okay. Uh, Xmas lights. White or colorful? Which do you prefer? For myself, if I'm putting them up on my own house or my own tree, we're going white lights. I have an 11-month-old daughter who is going to get behind some colorful lights. Okay, fair. We won't do it at our house. Do them at our house because they would be torn down. But when we go look, she's going to be all about. So so no Christmas lights on the house this year? I think we will, but... There'll be white lights when we do it for sure. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a white light. You're a white light guy. I'm a white light guy, man. It's yeah, just it's classic looking. It is. It is. My my parents and you were leave always them up a little longer. Red I feel and like. white. They alternated. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's your. That's the way you go. <laughs> Andrew said I candy caned as well. That's good. I like. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you got to do it right. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that because that's still you still get like kind of a classic crisp look. Yeah. Um, I need the warmth. Yeah. I feel like also white lights you can leave on longer, uh, which I like to leave my lights on as long as it is not How long insane. is appropriate? 
I mean, I go deep into January. I love that. I flirt with February. Flirt with February. Man, we are we're we don't put them up until after Thanksgiving and we take them down oh, right my around New up. Year's. Wow. My tree is up. Yeah, we put it up this weekend. I'm And what's today? Today's November 20th. 21st. 21st. Yes. November uh, 21st. November 21st. We're putting them up at the church tomorrow, but we won't do it at our own house until Dude, I, the until after Thanksgiving. We put up the tree like mid-November. Well, you guys are going to be a little bit busy, yeah, too. But, yes, that's true. That's true. We're, we're in uh, the last week of, of Baby Watch. So. Yeah. Big uh, time. Okay, next question. Um, okay, somebody submitted this. Why do the pastors sometimes end prayers with two amens? Wow, that's a great question. That is a great, great question. And maybe this is going to sound bad that I don't know if there's a theological reason for yeah, it. I Just, don't just an emphasis, because if amen means so be it, well, yeah. let's double that up. So be it. So be it. Yeah. Amen and amen. Yeah. It, I don't know. That's a great question, because I, but I don't know if I have a great answer. I feel I, like... Yeah. I think it's just got to be an it emphasis. It feels right. It's a flow thing. Yeah. For sure. It is. Because I'll, I'll throw it in there. I but, feel like I'm more likely to do it if I'm preaching, or sorry, if I'm, well, if I get a little preachy during my prayer, like yeah. if I, if I kind of am, if I'm doing like a really simple prayer to like bless a meal or something, Lord, thank you so much for this food. Thank you for, for the hands that made it. I'm not going to go amen and amen. Yeah. But if I'm doing a, God, help us to be your people to go out in the world. And da, 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 right. Da, if amen. the spirit is moving in yes. that prayer, yeah. you are, you yeah. are doubling up like the I'm, amen. I feel like I am 2Xing the amen. Yeah. I'm I'm the same. I'm, that is a great question. That is a very Thank good question. Thank you, Gina, Gina. For that question. That's a wonderful question. That's a great question. I okay. Like next it. up. Let's see. Okay. This one is targeted at both of us. Okay. From Danielle Kennedy. Okay. Dan- well, which actually you're supposed to guess. Sorry. I'm going to guess Danielle Kennedy. Yes, you nailed it. Perfect. Uh, which you actually might have been able to guess because uh, it's a very football family asking a football question. Love that. Uh, Oklahoma State versus Arkansas this year, who would win? Wow. That's two bad teams playing each other yeah, this year. Yeah. Well, what is Oklahoma State's record? We are seven and four, but when we lose, we lose bad. Oh, yeah. Outside of the TCU the one, game. Did, did y'all get shut out by... By some, Kansas State. That's a, right. A whopping 48-0. to zero. Yeah, that's okay. And Sorry. then we lost to Kansas the next week. And then we lost to OU this past weekend, which... Arkansas 6-5. and five. So similar records. I, I feel like in most respects, Arkansas and Oklahoma State have similar trajectories. Yeah, I can see that. I... I'm going to give it to the mullet. I'm going to give it to Mike Gundy for us to win, but I'm I'm, I'm loyal and true. I can't yeah, help that. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to disagree. I'm <laughs> yeah, going to give it to fair. Sammy Pitt. Yeah. I, I will say, Danielle coming from a Notre Dame family, we played Notre Dame once ever, and it was on our bowl game this past year, and we won. So okay. that's an exciting thing. Shots fired. We would not win this year. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, that's fair. But – we're one and zero against Notre Dame there. Danielle. Okay. All right. So we're uh, we're divided on this. When we just picked, we're just both homers. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. If if I picked Arkansas, there would be a problem. Yeah. I would, that's fair. I would that's feel fair. bad. That's fair. I don't want Cheryl to get mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you. Okay. Let's see what's up next. We're we're zooming through these. Guys. Love it. Okay. This is a great question. What are some habits we can practice to build generosity into our lives? Oh, I like that. Yeah. It is. So, what are some habits we can practice to build generosity? Habits that we can build to practice generosity. I think the first thing is just opening your eyes for areas to be generous. Yeah. Because how often do we just kind of stay 
central and stay focused on what's going to be best for me. What am I going to do that's going to help me today? When in reality, if we just look around, there are areas that we can see that maybe just a smile for somebody yeah. can be the generosity that yeah. they need. A, a high five, a handshake, a wave, something can change somebody's day in big ways. We just don't always have the eyes to see it. Yeah, I, don't I like think. that. Like reframing our understanding of generosity yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. yeah that's good. And I mean, I think generosity is something that we are called to and something that the Lord has put on us as his followers to be people who practice generosity. We we know that we're called to go and make disciples, which means as you go, disciple, mm-hmm. which that's saying, as you go, be generous, be humble, be loving, be loyal, be all of these things to the people around you, because that's how we're going to love our neighbors best. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? Um... I don't know. That's good because, yeah, I, I love what you said because I think for so many of us, our first instinct with generosity is to think like financial. Yeah. How can I be more financially generous? But I like the idea of, of – in fact, we talked about this where we, we just finished a series of lessons we learned at the kids' table. I loved that series. It was, it was it's good. been a really good one. I've really, really enjoyed it. And the topics were getting along, sharing, and then – what was this week? I just preached it. <laughs> getting along – Sharing gratitude. There we go. Oh, <laughs> it's Thanksgiving week. Yeah, sorry, it's been a l- long weekend. Uh, but sharing, I, one of the things I, I talked about was we're called to share our stuff. We're called to share our skills, and we're called to share um, to share like our, our, our time and our lives and our story. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I think habits, like that's the word I'm stuck on. I would say a good habit would be. Um, I don't know, do, do a little research maybe like, yeah. like always be for me, like I'm always not always, but I, it's good to be looking, like you said, for places where I can use those skills and like being connected in areas, if that makes sense. Like I know yeah. myself and I know, okay, I'm, I'm good at this. I'm not good at this. Right, what, are, right. what are places I can be, you know, instrumental. And so like, even just like following social media pages for, um, uh, for nonprofits that I like. Yeah. And, and they're and seeing when they post things and I, I, I try and stay up to date, try and do, yeah, try and stay connected so that I can, when those things pop up, I can jump in. Yeah. And there's preparation that can happen too. Exactly. Yeah. I, I have a buddy who lives on the east side of Dallas. And so in his area, there's a higher population of homeless people. And so in his car, he keeps these mason jars yeah. that are filled with That's hand great. warmers and granola bars and all these things. And he just leaves them in the backseat of his car. Yeah. So if he is at a stoplight and sees somebody, he'll hand him one. We we used to do mana bags in young adults. Yeah. Make, and, and really, I mean, it was the same idea, but they were brown paper sacks and same thing. They yeah. Just some hygiene I like that. supplies. Mana bags. Always a little water, a couple, you know, of those mini water bottles and a sna- like, you know, non-perishable snacks, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whenever I would drive to and from SMU for school, I would always try and keep some of those because the same corner every single week that there was always one of usually three or four people. Yeah. And I kind of actually got to know them even a little bit. Oh, that's awesome. And they, they, they would know my truck and they kind of knew my schedule. So I'd, you know, drive through, stop at the light and hand them a man, a bag, say what's up. It was, it was cool. It was, yeah. a, and it was nothing for me. Right. The other thing too is last year I really loved this. Uh, so maybe part of the habit is like generating creativity because mm-hmm. there's so many, Ways. One of the things we did last year was we put out a basket for delivery drivers. They just said, thank you, delivery drivers. Take a snack for the road. And we put a bunch of God is Big Enough bracelets and then like little Gatorades and chips and stuff. 
And I could see him on my ring doorbell. Oh, and cool. all of like the Amazon packages that got delivered last Christmas time, yeah. which was a lot, they were so stoked. I mean, they and they were getting like a small blue Gatorade and a thing of Doritos. Right. And guys picking up bracelet. And they're like, you know, one guy was like, you made my day. Thank you. And ran away. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that was yeah, $2, that's awesome. you yeah, know? Easy. Yeah. That's so, awesome. That's a good question. I, yeah, I like that one. Okay. Let's see what we got next. Okay. Uh, this says, speaking in tongues, heavenly language, can anyone do it? Wow. So, yeah. That one's that one's polarizing. Yeah, There's, it is. It is. This is a hard question. It is. And if speaking in tongues is the the communication that somebody has with God, it is not something that I have experienced. Yeah, and, me, me neither. And in the times that I've seen people It's not something it, I grew up around either. Right, to me be, neither. You know, full disclosure. Yeah. We're both, we both grew up pretty- Yeah, I grew up Blue here. blood UMC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and that's not typically yeah, not, something you find in Methodist Not very often. Much. And so I don't want to say that it is not a thing. I don't want to say that it's not real because- Obviously, Scripture tells us that yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a gift. Yeah, Paul and, talks about it as a gift, yeah. And I am confident that people who have that gift, it is genuine to their heart. Yeah. And so I'd, I would never want to dismiss or dismantle that. It's just not something that I'm hardly ever around. Yeah. And and the times that I have, I just kind of let it go. I'm not, not always comfortable with it because it's not something I'm used to. Yeah. I went on a mission trip once, and I was with— um, one of the leaders was someone who was from a f- way more charismatic kind of tradition. And I, I asked him about it because we had that kind of relationship. And I said, you know, talk me through what it means for you. And the way that he talked about it was more like it's an expression of worship almost. Like when he speaks in tongues, he he's not he doesn't necessarily feel like he's speaking some, you know, esoteric language or yeah. something. It's just it it the way he described it was it's his way to speak from the depth of his heart, things that he can't find words to say. Yeah. And I thought, okay, okay, yeah. I, I, I can hear that. For I'm, sure. And when you think, I mean, the, that's one of the roles of the Holy Spirit, right, is to give you words that you don't have to say. It, it knows the, the cries and the meditations of your heart. And if that's how it's expressed, yeah. then awesome. Because I also think, if we're being honest, it's also been manipulated in some cases. For where sure. people can say... You know, I'm going to prophesy. I'm speaking in tongues. I just prophesied over you. This is what's going to happen, or this is what you need to do. And only certain people can interpret. And that's where I start to get a little more, yeah, um, suspect because I have seen it. It can be done poorly. It can be done poorly, and and it can be misused, and and maybe not even always intentionally misused. Yeah, but it can be misused. Absolutely. And um, and so, but I, it's a great question. I think it it's, is. It's, I think that's one of those mysteries of the faith for sure then i mean there are certainly people who this is that is the way that they communicate with god and but we would certainly say there are traditions that would say you have to be baptized by the holy spirit meaning you have to speak in tongues in order to access salvation yeah we would say absolutely not right yeah it's like a spiritual gift it's like you know if if you have that spiritual gift that's one thing but that does not grant you salvation you know that's not where we find yeah, it's it's the posture of your heart yeah. when you're doing it. Yes, yes. Which, like we said, can be done well and it can be done poorly. Yes, very much so. Okay, all right. Let's see what we got next. 
Uh, okay, l- slightly less theological. Best Taylor Swift album. You don't think that's theological? I mean, it, we can make it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Best Taylor Swift album. So, are you first of all okay? I think this came because right now, all the tickets right for Taylor Swift. Yeah, this is a big thing. Did you see that? There's a ticket. Like, there's tickets in Las Vegas that are going for ninety five thousand dollars. Somebody bought them in a, and they're reselling them ninety five thousand dollars for a concert ticket. That's wild. That's obscene. Unbelievable. Dude. That's insane. I I really hope no one will buy them. I really insane. hope, but no somebody one will, buy them. will. Right? That's, yeah. You wouldn't list it if they because even there were some that was in Vegas. There was one. There were some in New York for like seventy five k. There were some in Houston for like sixty five k. Yeah. I mean, if you can drop $95,000 for a three-hour setting. You're... Dude, a concert ticket that's $95, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. We, ooh, how, how much do I like this band? Maybe like, they should make a habit of generosity yeah. that they need to Adding work three on. zeros, that's a no for me. <laughs> yeah, hard pass. <laughs> hard pass. All um, right, so are you a Taylor Swift fan? What's your favorite album? I am a Taylor Swift fan. Okay. I will say I've kind of fallen off. In the more recent years, okay, I I've seen her in concert twice. You have, yes. Okay, would not have predicted that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen her in concert twice, uh, both when I was in college. Is it worth ninety five thousand dollars? Gosh, it's absolutely not worth ninety five thousand dollars. <laughs> Is it worth ninety five hundred? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Zach was on a date. I was. He wants to clarify. Yeah. Just yeah, I wasn't just by myself going to a Taylor Swift concert. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said, I like the older stuff. And okay. so, like country Taylor Swift. Yes, I'm. Yeah. I'm a country music guy. Me too. And me too. So We're kindred souls in that way. Absolutely, we are. So the stuff that leans that direction, I would have to go with that. We'll call it the her first two albums, even even the what was it called? Fearless. Was yes. that a that, that's an album? That's an album. I think the first one's just self titled. I think. Okay. I think it's just called Taylor Swift. But if I'm wrong, I'm sure the Swifties out there will let us they'll, know. Yeah, they'll tell you. <laughs> No, I'm so it got to be the earlier stuff for me. I don't, I don't even know that I've listened to this newer one, the midnight most recent or midnights or it's it's aight. Yeah, it's it's not my favorite. It's yeah. not my favorite. I don't like pop, pop Taylor's like like you said. I don't like pop Taylor's. Right, it's it's real poppy. Yeah, um, which that's remarkable. I did like folklore, which was her Bob Dylan esque. Okay, kind of. Folk See, I don't know that I even listen to that one. It's a banger. I'm. I'm it, there's past some good my ones Taylor on there. Swift Prime here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you wouldn't you're going on the record and saying you wouldn't spend ninety five thousand dollars on a ticket. I will gladly go on the record and say that I would not <laughs> spend ninety five thousand dollars on a ticket. Uh, okay. Yeah, not my thing. How about you? What's I'm, your favorite album here? Probably folklore. That's uh, it. Well, probably. Or the older stuff too. Like yeah. cause I was in high school and that was you know, middle school and high school when those came out. And that, yeah. those were those were pretty popular. They were pre- so I don't know if it's more just like the nostalgia. Right. Like it puts me in a place. So maybe that. Yeah. Um, but I will say I, I definitely rolled my eyes at Taylor Swift until I became an adult. And my wife was like, just listen to her and give her a chance. And you might find that you're being a little. You might be enlightened. Yeah. Yeah. And I was enlightened a little bit. Hey. She's a good songwriter. She is. I got to give her credit. I would brutal to those who dated her. But. Uh, sure. She's, she can write a, a pretty killer like hooky song yes yeah she's got that down she does and she's also worth like half a billion dollars so you gotta respect the game yeah good for her (laughs) she's yeah she's working at it she's doing her thing all right next question okay this is from dave brower okay 
uh, Reverend Reverend Dave, Dave Brower. Brower. Yes, uh, a friend of ours. He says, coming into ministry, what did you think you'd love most and what have you ended up loving most? Oh, that's a great question. That is a great question. Thank you, Dave. So my my calling to ministry, I, I started here. I started at White's Chapel, even in the children's ministry, kind of learning the at least a little bit the intricacies of it. And I went and I spent two summers working at Pine Cove and Tyler and loved my time in Tyler, loved my time at Pine Cove. That's where I felt God really said, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the mindset that I went into it with is, it's going to be like being a camp counselor for forever. Okay. It is far from being a camp counselor Amen. for forever. But so I went from being a counselor at Pine Cove to coming here for an internship and ended up being in the student ministry for three years and loved it. And what what I expected to be the thing that really that I really loved most was going to be, and I do love this a whole lot, the, the relationship side of it, the, yeah. the people side of it. What I've come to see that I really love doing is the pastoral care. Yeah. I, being with people when they are hurting, being with people when they are down, being with people just who need somebody to talk to. Yeah, and you're so good at that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I always I, brag on you for that, but you really are. You're, you're one of the best I've, I've seen at just those one-on-one care and support walking people yeah. th- through things. That's and I do think I think that's a spiritual gift. We're talking about spiritual gifts. I think that's 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 something you have. Or well, you don't. thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I was I was lucky too. I mean, I spent a year here, my last year at White's Chapel, my last year of seminary with being supervised by Betsy Godbold, yeah. who is the best in the business. Yes, the goat. That's right. And so getting to kind of watch her and the way that she walked through that was really really helpful and transfa- transformational yeah. for me. And not only not only her, but then the Stephen Bells of the world who are also just incredible at yeah. that kind of stuff. Getting to spend time with them and see the way that they do it, but also make it my own. Because the context that I'm in now is different than different than it was in Corsicana. Mm-hmm. It's different than it was here. It's just a different congregation. It's a different population. And so Having to be creative and figuring out what is it that is going to be the best way to care for these people now, yeah, is something that I really enjoy doing. Yeah, um, that's strategic thinking. And yeah, yeah, yeah. How about question, you? Dave. Same question for you. I'll I'll be Dave in this situation. Um, that's a good question. I I you know what I think I think I can relate to you in the sense that one of the first things that really gave me the ministry bug was when I, I did Project Transformation for a summer, which is um, a nonprofit that serves, uh, you know, under under the uh, people under the poverty line. And yeah. it's, it's like an educational program for kids. The main goal is for them to retain or improve literacy over the summer so that they don't fall behind because kids in poverty tend to fall way, way behind yeah. uh, over the summers. And then they find themselves, you know, behind the eight ball. They get in school. They don't they struggle more. And so that's the whole kind of heart of the ministry. And I thought it would be, like you said, kind of f- doing fun events with, yeah. you know, and like getting to love on people and play games. And I thought it would be kind of the, and, and I, I, I like that stuff. But, yeah. Um, but I think what, I, yeah, I think what I really, really love is the creative side of ministry. One of the things that, that is so great about this job is that 
it requires creativity. Ministry isn't one thing. It's a million things. Yeah. And anything can be a ministry if you do it strategically. And so I love, I love getting to be creative, whether it's, you know, I've done so many stupid things here, but, (laughs) and not all of them have been great ministries (laughs) for sure. But, you know, we've done like during COVID, especially it was like, we did like a hot wing show and, uh, you know, I've done different podcasts now and we've tried, uh, fundraisers for weird when I was in young adults we did a fundraiser to alleviate medical debt and anyway yeah. just it's been fun to be creative and trying to find lanes for ministry in unexpected places yeah yeah so. that's cool and you're good at it yeah thanks dude look at us look at me and Zach yeah. just We're, piping each other we up. just like to be <laughs> bros here yes we are we are bros um okay all right this is one of the targeted ones I think uh from Michelle Joseph is Creed a good band one hundred percent yes, <laughs> period. <laughs> okay, there, there's no. I don't think there's an explanation necessary. I, I do. I, I definitely do. <laughs> I because I know you and Floyd agree on this. We sure do. If you're not familiar with who Creed is, uh, they have a couple of well-known songs. They do with arms wide open, right? Yes. That's Creed. That's Creed, and he kind of sings like this. Yep, the voice of an angel for sure. Is that really? Yeah, yeah. Is that what? I a voice of something, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Okay, so are, is this ironic Creed love or is this legitimate? This is legitimate Creed okay. love because really, I wasn't sure if we're doing a bit. Well, we can be doing a bit if you want to, but no. because I've always said if I was going to start a Creed cover band, the the lead singer's name is Scott Stapp, and so I always thought the Scott Stapp Infections would be a <laughs> perfect name for a Creed cover band. I'm probably not going to start a Creed oh, cover band, do. but. You employed that you've already got. He's got the musical part down. Yeah, he can do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but on a serious note, when you listen to Creed, musically speaking, they are very, very talented. Okay, I I had a. a Am I sleeping on Creed? Yes. Okay. Maybe <laughs> absolutely. So. All right. All I think, right. I think you need to give it a shot. I thought, I thought they were like Nickelback level of like they were mostly just someone to clown on. I think they fell into that category, but they start out hot for okay. sure. I mean, I remember owning a Creed album when I was in fourth grade because... The, because even then you knew. I knew. A genius. Well, at that point it was on the radio a lot. Yeah, like, this is fair. awesome. <laughs> but no, I had a guitar player in the worship band in Corsicana who's extremely talented. And I asked him, hey man, how'd you, how'd you learn how to play? Would you, what made you get here? He goes, listening to Creed. It's like, whoa. Okay. It's like I love that for you. <laughs> okay, you know what? Maybe I'm maybe I've been sleeping on him. Yeah, I'm glad Michelle asked that question because it's pertinent. I thought she was trying to throw a shot. I'll be honest. I she thought... might have been, but because <laughs> sometimes we give uh, we give Floyd a little bit of of uh, a hard time, a little grief about his creed love. Yes, which you can understand. Um, okay, uh, here next question. So Sunday school. Or weeknight small group? What are the pros and cons of each? That's a great question. That is a very good question. That is a great, great question. And Sunday school or Sunday yeah. school or, or small groups on, throughout the week. Yeah. There there are there certainly are benefits to both. Yeah, there are. There are. There is there is something to say about a Sunday school class that meets weekly and loves each other really well. They've got their pot of coffee. They worships got, together. They worship together. They are with each other throughout call it a three-hour span on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. There is something very, very special about that. And I think what we've seen is the small group model is kind of starting to push the Sunday school model out, at least in newer, younger churches. I think, yeah. And 
I think what we what we ultimately will always see in church is that it works at a pendulum. Mm-hmm. And right now it is working toward this side, toward small groups, toward contemporary. And I think it's going to make its way back. I think maybe in some places it already is. So I just started a Sunday school class about a year ago. And it's been one of the best things I've done in a while. Yeah. Like, um, and I've really not done much. I mean, they it was just a lot of young couples that wanted, you know, relationships with other people. They wanted to follow Jesus with others and raise their families together. And it's been amazing. And, yeah. And I don't know if we would have been able to, to do that if it had been a small group because where they are in life, they're already up here. Right. On Sunday. They're already – that's their time commitment. This just adds that extra hour. So they come to the 930 service and then we meet at 11. And if you're a young couple looking for a Sunday school class, let me know. Yeah. But, uh, but it's been so good because I think it would be really hard for us to to all coordinate our schedules during the week. Right. And I'm at a church that doesn't have Sunday school. Yeah. There you go. We, we have one service on a Sunday and so they're – there's a small group that meets immediately after church, but that's kind of it. Yeah. So we we don't have Sunday school. And so I can see the value of it. I've I've served in churches that do. Both White's Chapel and First Corsicana are big Sunday school churches. And I grew up going to Sunday school yeah. here. And so I, I see the value of it. But I guess the question has to be of – of what is not necessarily priority because they have they serve the same goal they have the same yeah. mission yeah. but what's going to work best for your people yeah yeah it, it, maybe it is a, a matter of flexibility less yeah. flexibility maybe Sunday school is better right a little more flexibility because there is to to small groups credit there is an intimacy that happens when you open your home right and you're eating together a lot of times at small groups yeah or you're you know you're maybe hanging out before or afterwards a little more, whereas Sunday school is a little more regimented. Right. And it's, it's funny. I'm reading a book right now, and the whole premise is about connecting with people and connecting people together. And this, what this guy does is he does dinners. But the point of it is that you're making a dinner together. And so it would be like you and me getting together, having, call it eight to ten people with us, yeah. and we are going to make – homemade pasta together and everybody has a role that's everybody's cool. contributing and then you all eat together that's cool and it's the purpose of it is to build trust and to build that's super cool this connection with one another so that now that you're moving forward and starting a small group or whatever it may be you already have that trust built in because mm-hmm. you've had to yeah that's fair that's cool i like that a lot i'm i think i'm gonna put it into practice this year at community of hope yeah you should that's a really good idea because yeah, I love and I love the idea of two of not always. All right, we need to sit down and discuss the Bible for sixty minutes. Yeah, um, I mean, because there's there's obviously good in that, right? But sometimes it's better, like relationally, to just say, "Hey, we're gonna," you know. I mean, that's John Wesley's out. method, right? Yeah, it was Wesley's method. Yeah, we're gonna get together, we're gonna hang out, and one of the ways that I start, and I'll, I think this is the best thing we do, is we start every week in my Sunday school class, and the first like twenty minutes usually we go around and everybody has to answer. I mean, the idea was, how is it with your soul? But it's really just turned into, how was your week? Yeah. But the initial idea was, Wesley, how is it with your soul? And basically just everybody goes around and says, you know what? I don't really love my job. I don't really love my job. And they do that for a few weeks. And then you hear that you get to hear them say, you know what? I actually just got a new job. And everyone gets to celebrate together. Yeah. It's like, okay, we've been walking with you through that for the last few months. Right. And now you're getting this new job. And we all get to kind of celebrate together. We know that it's been 
difficult. And so that's been, that's been the best thing we do. And then we talk about the sermons, which is also great, but the relationship has come in, in that first question. Yeah. And, and so, and I think this, that promotes it even better. Right. Just, you're making pasta together. You're, you're going to talk about whatever you're going to talk yeah. about what's going on in your life or. Yeah. You'll, you get to know each other in that yeah. setting in, in a really cool way. Yeah. That's a great question. Love that. Okay. <laughs> next up. Uh, okay. If you had to get a tattoo, what would you get? You have to get a tattoo today. What do you get? It's funny. Cheryl and I had this conversation just the other day. Okay. If we were to get tattoos. First of all, are you get? tattooed? I'm going to guess no. I'm not. Yeah. No. I'm not opposed to them. I don't think I'll probably ever get one. But if I were to get one today, what I would get is the Jerusalem cross. Okay. It, On your arm? I don't know where. Okay. Somewhere. But Face? Probably. Yeah, straight. Straight. My cheek, I think. Kind of, you could do the bottom part of the cross on your, the bridge of your nose wow. and then let each Gosh, side of the cross. Can you imagine your how eyebrows? painful that would be? Yeah, brutal. <laughs> It'd be terrible. Yeah. But the Jerusalem cross. So I, I was able to go to Israel and Jerusalem in January of 2020. So okay. right before the whole pandemic started. And did you go with the conference? I did. And, and the bishop? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I went with a quote unquote young clergy scholarship. Love that. It was great. It, it was an amazing trip. Yeah. It's, it is something I would recommend to anybody is go to the Holy Land. But the Jerusalem cross is the – it has one big cross and a cross in each kind of sector of it, I guess. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And people say Jerusalem is the fifth gospel mm. because it – the way it's been described, I've heard people describe it as – it's like that moment in Wizard of Oz where it goes from black and white to color. It's like you were seeing scripture yeah, come to life. That's, and so they call it the fifth gospel. That's cool. It, I have not heard that. Yeah. it's. I like that a lot. Though. It's a really cool trip. Yeah. It is 100% worth doing. Yeah. I really want to. Let's I go. Really, let's do it. You're about to have a baby. But yeah. once she's so a little bit older. I shouldn't leave the baby and go to Jerusalem. You know, you need to talk to Hannah okay. about that, but. She can handle the first couple of weeks of life. Right. It's right? only Christmas season. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be fine. Yeah. I think you can do it. I think yeah. you got it. Uh. Yeah, I love that. That's good. Yeah, That's good. If you were to get one. I don't know. I don't know. My dad just got a tattoo. <laughs> no I never thought way. in my entire life my dad would get a tattoo. <laughs> that is not his vibe. I don't know if I'm outing him, uh, but I love he that. did. It's on his John. Uh, forearm. What did he uh, get? He got the fruit of the spirit. Like written just the out? Words? Or? Yeah, yeah, just the words. Okay, not like a grapevine. I would probably do something. I would do something. I mean, for me, I don't have any tattoos, but- Hannah has several. I'd probably, I'd probably get something that was either related to my faith. Yeah. So a Bible verse that I love or something, maybe in Hebrew just to make it extra nerdy. Super. Or cool. I might get something that had some correlation with my daughter just because yeah. I, I would want to get something I'd never regret. Something that For would sure. always be meaningful to me. And I'm never, I would never regret getting something that had to do with my child. Yeah. And I don't think I would ever regret, you know, a, a Bible verse or something. I, I actually – this was our scripture this week, so maybe it's just fresh on the mind. But I do love it, and it's uh, Psalm 118. Mm. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I think that would be a good – That those would be good words to yeah. to have written on you. I've, to I've be grateful seen one for before. every single day. Yeah. I've seen one before of this guy had it over the top of his feet, and it was that verse of blessed are the feet that go and spread the gospel. That's pretty so that's, sick. That's pretty slick. Yeah. I used to want to, and the only reason I wanted this was because uh, my 
like youth worship leader had this, but I thought it was really cool. In between, on like the skin, in between his pointer finger and his thumb, he had a cross. Okay. And and I asked him about it, and if you pinch that part, like the the kind of skin in between your in between those two fingers, there's no nerves there. So oh, there's no pain. So Smart. if you pinch it, like I'm sure a lot of people are doing this right now. Yeah, <laughs> they listen. I, I am. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but there's no nerves there, so it doesn't hurt. And I always just thought it was cool. He'd play his guitar, and you could see his cr- the cross on his hand. And I, I like, love that. But then I thought, I'm not cool enough to yeah. do that. <laughs> so, uh, okay, next question. Let's see what we got. Do all dogs go to heaven? Wow. So I'm allergic to dogs. Okay, so no. <laughs> Zach says no. Dog, dogs and I don't get along because... So are, are you allergic to dogs and cats? Zach, Zach's allergic to a lot. I'm allergic to a lot of things. I'm allergic to all animal fur. Okay, all animal fur. All animal fur. So this is actually funny. My brother-in-law, my sister's husband, when they were at Baylor, he was the bear trainer. So they have two live bears on campus, and he was their trainer. And That he, was his full-time job? One, it was a part of what he did. Okay. He started as a college student, and then he worked for the university for probably 10 years, and he trained the bears the whole time. Wow. I mean, okay. to the point that he could walk up to the cage or the big habitat and say, hello, ladies, and the two bears would run to him. Uh, uh, run was, to him, not at him. To him, because that's where their food yeah, comes yeah, from, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That, But so when Cheryl and I were first dating, I – we went to the Oklahoma State game when it was in Waco, and it was my big sell. We got to go feed the bears. But I just have to stand back and watch because I can't touch the bears. So Cheryl's there, like, feeding a bear, and I'm just, like, taking pictures, watching her in the background. <laughs> You're one of the few people who probably knows they're allergic to to bear. Yeah. Can't do it. <laughs> Won't go near bears. But so do all dogs go to heaven? I think so. I think so, too. I think so. I just I, – they I have to believe that. It is what brings your heart joy, and heaven is a place filled with joy. And this is really corny, so I apologize. But I see God through my dogs. Sure. Like, all the time. Uh, Just their loyalty and their sincerity and their truly unconditional love. Yeah. I mean, that's there's something something holy there. There is. I'm convinced. I I think you're right. Yeah. So if you you have a a pet and you're wondering... uh, Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to do a blessing to the animals myself, but I'll send people your way. <laughs> I love that you got that question. Yeah. That could have been to anyone, but but of course it is uh it's you that got it. Uh okay. Let's do we got time for two more. Let's do two more. Love it. Um let me do Let's see. Okay. Would you rather be overdressed or underdressed? Always overdressed for me. Yeah, that, that that's that's a good question for Zach because you you always dress sharp. I yeah, I would always go overdressed. Yeah. I the whenever I am underdressed, I immediately know it and I can't stop thinking about it. Like I have, I would rather be overdressed ten times out of ten. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you. Yeah, probably same. Probably same. I. It depends how overdressed, and it also depends on the situation. Like, would I rather be? Over or underdressed, like at a restaurant with my wife, like probably under, yeah, because I'll be more comfortable. But would I rather be over or underdressed when, like, I think about this sometimes, like when I come to church and I'm working, what happens, or like, especially when I would be pastor on call, mm-hmm. I always wanted to be overdressed because if somebody called and this happened and said, you know, 
my loved one has passed away. We need you to come to the house and yeah. pray with us. And I didn't want to roll in in like a, you know. In shorts and a polo. Yeah. Or, or yeah. I, I, Flip flops. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to roll in and be like, oh, sorry. I was just hanging. I, I want to come and, and have them go, oh, that's the pastor. Yeah. This person is representing the church. And uh, so I guess it just depends. I, yeah. So for that reason, I keep a a shirt and a coat in my in my office. Oh, and that's wise. I've, so I had this white shirt hanging up on the on the hook in my office, and a guy came and we were talking for a while, and he, he goes, "What's the significance of that shirt?" It's like, well, you know, if I get a call and I need to go somewhere, I want to need to look a little bit nicer. I'll just throw it on. He's, oh, I was wondering if that was like. I preach my best sermon ever in that shirt. Play my <laughs> my game jersey. <laughs> I love that. Like you've got Stiefel written on the yeah. back of this white button up. Yeah. No, I said best sorry, sermon. Man. I, yeah. Yeah, man. I was Matthew six and yeah. I just I killed it. Got after I it that day. Killed it. And people clapped, people cried. And so I just said, you know what? That shirt will never experience anything better. Yeah. Put it in the hall. Put of it fame. in a glass case, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I think we have time for one more. Um, okay. How do you stay positive about the church when you as a pastor see the good, the bad, and the ugly? That's a great question. That's a great question. And very, uh, intuitive of this person. Yeah. I, I will say I am, I am an overly positive person as a whole. Also a good question for Zach. Like on the strengths finder test, my number one is positivity. Is it really? Okay. Mm -hmm. And so is Anne-Marie's. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I love that. Pastor Anne-Marie has number one positivity. Yeah, it's, I mean, however many times I've taken it, it's always positivity. I can see that. And so it is my natural inclination yeah, to it really is. turn things positive. I love being around you, Zach. <laughs> I, yeah, and that same guy about the shirt on my wall, he one day came up, he plays drums at the church. He goes, how you doing? And I was like, man, it's going to be a good day. Goes, if you ever said it's not going to be a good day, I would be terribly worried. Yeah. Yep. So the way that I think we can keep it positive, because like like the question asked, there is good, there is bad, there is ugly. Mm -hmm. And I think the way to do it is to always put the Lord first, mm -hmm. to always let that be what guides you. I spent 10 weeks one summer as a hospital chaplain at Methodist in South Dallas. I was not made to be in the hospital. Yeah. One – I get a little queasy around blood, Fair. so wasn't wasn't a great spot for me. I'm married to a nurse, but she's she's better at it than I am. But the blood stuff wasn't great for me. But also just sitting in a overly negative place was really hard yeah. for me. And I found myself kind of scrambling for what to say to people throughout every time I would go into a room. And so my supervisor, she pulled me aside. She goes, "Here's what I want you to do." Every time you're about to walk into a room, stop and pray. Say, God, I don't know what to say, so please give me the words. And then go in. And not only will you be more confident, then it takes the pressure off of yourself. Yeah. So this idea of letting the Lord lead you in yeah, that letting is the, letting the Spirit speak. a huge thing. And that is so real. I have been in situations that one of early on when I was doing pastoral care for the first time and I, I, I went into someone's home and they're – loved one had just passed away and they, the person who had died was in the room mm -hmm. in a, they had been on hospice in the house and I knew that and they wanted me to come and hang out for a little while and pray. And I thought, I have no idea what to say. Yeah. I have no idea. How am I, you know, who am I to, and I, I prayed in my truck and I went in and 
like I prayed a prayer that did not come from me. Yeah. It was more eloquent than I could have ever been. And afterwards they were like, oh my gosh, did you write that? And I was like, no. And I got in my car (laughs) and I just thanked God because I, I'm a, I'm certain hundred percent certain that was not me. Yeah. There was just the spirit doing something. Yeah. Moving. Yeah. So, so for keeping positive, I think first and foremost, it, it needs to go to the Lord. Prayer should be a first response, yeah. not a last defense. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, Zach, thank you for being here. Dude. Yeah, man. Thanks for having thank, me. Thanks for being here. Uh, if y'all want to please send in your questions, we, these have all been submitted and these were so good. They were today. very good. And so please, please, please send in your questions. You can email them in. You can send them to me on social media. Send them to my White Chapel email. It does not matter. Tell them, at, <laughs> like, share them with me at church. Stop me in the hallway and say, I have a question. And <laughs> I will write it down. Uh, because I I just loved uh, all the, the questions that we got for this week. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. So uh, we will see you all next time. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Next Question. If you'd like to submit questions, you can send an email with subject line next question to questions at whiteschapelumc.com.